Hello. What's going Bye. on? Great people. Hello, Betty. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am awesome. It's almost Friday, so I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Right? Um, so tonight, um, in case you guys are just now tuning in, this is Simply Bree. And that be. Oh, wait, I'm going to pass it to you. You ready? Oh, girl. And that beat. <laughs> and that beat. Oh. I don't know. What do you want me You're to do? You're doing the water. You got to dance and you go like that. And then you Where? pass. Okay, okay. I'm good at the Okay, that's okay. Okay, all right. Okay, well, I'm doing that and you do that. And then we're going to talk about what it is that we're talking about tonight. We talked, you said you are not changing nothing. And look, now I got to dance. I would have prepared like a whole breakdown for you. <laughs> so, Miami style. <laughs> so, what we What's are. That movie? What's that dancing movie? Uh, bring it or whatever. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, though, no, you know when you concentrate, when you when you fold your lips there? You know, yeah. you know that's for real, then. That's, that's what it is. It don't like, get oh, no oh, oh, oh. Back up, dog. Give it a floor. <laughs> Give it a floor. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> okay. So tonight, we are talking about the fear of loss. Um, and there's so many different types of loss. Uh, so we will touch on the top four types of loss and why there's a fear behind it. Um, if you are watching us live, please put something in the chat so that we know you're here. Uh, don't be, you know, uh, crazy with it, but let us know that you are you are in the building and make um, yourself known. Make yourself known. And. <laughs> and no, I get to <laughs> make yourself known if you have questions if you have comments about tonight's topic please make sure that you throw that up as well and we will be addressing it so without a further delay we are going to go ahead and get into it Happens all the time. <sighs> so um, tonight we are talking about the fear of loss. And before we get into the topic, let's talk about our day, our week. I mean, it's Thursday. Why is it? It feels like Thursday comes by so freaking fast. Like it was just Monday. Why does okay. it feel like it's already June? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh my I, I am like, it's only, we're only still in February. It's not even March yet. 
And February almost over. So well, you still got like a whole another week. No. Yeah, a week or two. Um, like it's already later in the year. Honestly, I'm. I'm. You know how everybody is like saying, like, man, that that first month of the year was like tough and everything. Like, yeah, I'm feeling like February is not any easier. Yeah. So. You know, I'm just. Did I? I think I got it. I got it, RG. Shout out to RG and his I Was Here First. You remember back in the days? I don't know if you used to do it, but I know back in the days for me, I used to um, tag like a wall or something. Uh, the the Jesus, Jesus hands. Tag a wall. And tag a wall and put Brie was here. Um, did you do that, Betty, back in the days? Did I do what? Tagging no. stuff that oh, ready like with hands. Yes. Um, hold up. I mean, I might have, but like, it wasn't like something I would normally. First of all, my name is Betty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna go around tagging Betty anywhere because first thing people say is Betty Boop or Betty Crocker or Betty Spaghetti. Oh. I mean, I've heard it all. So. The last thing I'm trying to do is do the tagging. But I guess maybe once if a friend was doing it and was like, Betty, do it, I would have been like, what's here? Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's my thing. Okay. Um, I used to always, I, I mean, I didn't used to always do that. I just, I knew some people that um, would do that. And, um, you know. Their name was not Betty, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't even I don't even know. I don't think I know any Bettys. I know I don't know any I get that a lot. Up. I get that a lot. Trust me. A lot. Mm. And I get I get Betty. That's like a really old name. And I'm mm. always like, old name, okay. Well, whatever. That's my name. Right. Like um, it is what it yeah. is. I yeah. want to say it's But you know what I did used to do? What I did used to do was I used to write like the person I had a crush on at the time. Mm -hmm. This could have been a famous person because in my mind, I, we were together. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like John Stamos and stuff like that because this was oh, like back in the day. Yeah. Or like Rob Lowe and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I would I would like doodle all over my stuff like Betty and Rob or, you know, stuff like that. Mm. So I, would just, I, mean, I was super young. Right. And yeah. Mm. I did do that. That was cute. That was cute. I, I like stuff like that. We don't do stuff like that anymore. Um, RG mm -hmm. says he still does it. But um, <laughs> nowadays. He still writes that little rub <laughs> Nowadays, we don't really <laughs> showcase. <laughs> our interests other than through comments posted on somebody's wall or something like that yeah. um yeah and even then it's funny because i don't even think we're posting on walls because you don't even know what the person's situation is like you may think that they're single yeah and then you post something on the wall and then you get an inbox and it's a whole different story so yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm gonna say this but 
you know, this was totally innocent. I was only telling Bree because it's somebody that's an actor, and I'm always like, man, this guy is so fly, Bree. And when I send her stuff to be like, look at this picture, she'll be like, it's all right. It's all right. Don't say who it is. Don't say who it is. So. <laughs> I, know, I know now. There's this day that I send Bree a picture, and I was like, yo, this picture, and now. He tagged it with a song I like and everything. I was like, oh, she's gonna she's gonna love this picture. You were still like, uh, okay, whatever. And out of nowhere, you're like, um, you know he's married, right? And I'm like, married? And she's like, Yeah, you know, he's married, right? And I'm like, well, first of all, I ain't trying to do nothing with you. I'm just admiring right, that kind of because to me he's like beautiful. And he's not like off or whatever guy as right. you see uh -uh. he is just like like she's just unimpressed but till this day I'm just like oh my god uh but yes I, I know I'm not about to post crazy stuff on his page yeah. and, and it's true it's it true is that true. would that would definitely coming from a marriage where my husband was unfaithful Mm -hmm. I am so respectful to a man having another, like, like a, a relationship that yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, if you're in a relationship or especially if you're married, I don't even see you. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. Um, if what you want is attention, go to your girl or go Harry, to your wife, especially if it's a wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you looking for my approval? Why, why are you yeah. looking for any type of attention from me? Like, you yeah. got a whole wife, but a whole wife, like not even a half a wife, a whole wife. Go to your whole wife. Like, I don't want to hear nothing about. Oh, it's complicated. Well, uncomplicated. Figure it right. out. Like, or, or, or woe is me. She doesn't give me attention. I don't care. Go right. find a way to get attention from your wife. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is what it Disclaimer, is. Let me just reiterate. I did not reach out to this person. I am not. My whole point is I wouldn't, especially now that Bree says that he's got a wife. Yeah. But uh, by the stuff he's posting, girl. You know what though? Okay, take a look at what you call his wife. Um, what's the chick who said that she wished that she was getting more attention from people online? The basketball player. What's the basketball player's wife name? RG, what's the know. basketball player's wife name? And she was like, she wished she was getting more attention online. She has to go online to look for attention because her husband is not giving it to her. That right That's there, crazy. that right there is a problem. Yeah, so you have to basically show some skin, show some booty and some breast just to get attention because your significant other is not giving it to you. But what do you think, what kind of messages that send into people who are out there giving you the attention that you want? Yeah, okay, Aisha Curry, that's right. What do you think, The other, what kind of message are you sending? And then... Wait, no, Curry. Oh, Stephen, Steve Curry's wife? Uh uh um, damn it! What's the damn guy name? Well, I don't know. Hold on, I have to look it up because it's just killing me. 
Stefan Carey. Stefan, Stefan Carey. That his name was Steven. Stefan. Is it Stefan? Stefan. Yeah, Stefan. Who's correct? Is it Stefan or is it Steven? It's definitely not Stephen. How do you Stephane. spell it? S T E P H E N. Oh, B A B N. P H E N. I pronounce that. But it's Stefan Curry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I did learn something on Simply Sports. Uh, oh, I mean, I don't know. Whatever, if that's the way you pronounce it. But I mean, if he would have come. To me, with anything, I'd have to be like, your name is Stevenson. That's what it says right here. Stephen Curry. <laughs> Stephen potato, Curry. potato. But yes, your name is Stephen. Just spell it Stephen. Oh, I'm my gosh. That's funny. Is that the um, guy with the light eyes? Yeah. Oh. Um, the light-skinned guy. But you know, just like artists, guys that are in sports, they're never around. I so, mean, I mean people know what they sign up for when they get married. Or even when you get in a relationship. You know what you're signing I up for. I was just about to say that. Did she not date him before? How does she not know that this is like his life? Because I'm not, if it's the guy I'm thinking about, he seems harmless enough. He doesn't, he's not a, like out there looking like he's trying to dog out his wife. Like, he probably is actually, you know, I don't know what that says. He that said, man, that man got a 40-foot jumper. His woman is off limits. Men respect the jumper more than the marriage. <laughs> That's so true. Um, I mean, but you put yourself out there, you know, you throw yourself to the wolves, and then you're making your relationship look like something that's unhealthy. Like, you, you're like you're doing a cry for help when all you want is just a certain type of attention because you see that the Instagram models and thoughts and stuff are getting attention from celebrities. So now you want some of that. Um, or you can just want some of your own husband's attention. I mean, that's just a discussion that should be held behind closed doors in your relationship. Have you seen the way this guy looks? I would be like, can I have my husband's attention? Because I mean, like I said, she knows she signed up for. You knew you weren't gonna be the only one that had googly eyes for him, basically. But um, it is that he's. I'm not understanding. Is it that he's being a bad bad boy, or is it that she is she doesn't like other women pursuing her man? I think it's probably a mixture of both. Honestly, uh, I don't know what the full story was with them. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the club, girl. Nobody likes anybody pursuing their man. Yeah. yeah. I'm, look, like at the same time, it's like, what were you expecting? Like, did you see there was a clip of LeBron James? I'm sorry. I'm going to reiterate. You you remember what this guy looks like, right? Dude is fine. <laughs> he must go to McDonald's breed and people must be hitting on him. Be realistic. He must go to McDonald's and people are like, okay, what number do you want? The number one or the number four? What? McDonald's. Place an order. They're like, just place your order, sir. Just place the order. This guy? No. That's the one I'm thinking of. The, the, one that, the one that you, yes. Your guy. 
Stephen Curry. No, Stephon. I thought you were talking about your guy. No, 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 no. I'm talking about this, the, the basketball Stephen. player. Stephen, Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry. He, uh, he must go everywhere. Let's just say he's not a basketball player. Look at what he got from God as far as the looks. This guy, no matter where he's going to no matter where he goes, he's going to get him. So how, as his girlfriend or as his wife, are you not used to the fact that you're going places or that he's going places? Like, what, he can't leave the house? Not for nothing. Right. I'm you sure this was be happening married. before they even got married. Yeah. So. Yeah, of course. He didn't just drop, you know, he didn't just turn fine like two days ago. He's been fine. Could you imagine that? I, I how could somebody just turn fine like within a week? Yeah. I would say plastic surgery. What do you say? Uh, well, I was in high school. This the, My first high school, and there was this really nerdy fat kid, right? I remember his name, but I'm not going to say it. because Please don't, because we just had somebody drop a name yesterday. For people's privacy. Mm -hmm. This guy glasses like his personality was not all that um and the school i went to there was a shop that i was in and in this shop he was part of our shop he was part of like for that you know year he was part of my class mm -hmm. so every year this guy he wouldn't change i forgot what happened like junior year that he was like you know what i am going to i think he just got tired of not being able to get a girl and mm. he was friends with the people that i hung out with and out of these people, there was three girls, maybe four, um, but three that you would want to date. Okay. So then none of us wanted to date them because we weren't interested or whatever. And unfortunately, it was high school. And yes, looks to me matter. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I know I wasn't. And the other girls were like, no. So I think that's what made him change. But Free, do you want to know that he ended up by the end of the year? He looked like a com he looked like a model. He looked like a completely different person. He got contacts. He lost all that weight and got in shape. Um, he like got a different haircut, dressed differently. He started being like nicer to the girls because he, he did have this thing that he didn't know how to talk to women. So since he didn't know how to talk to women, mm. he always came off as like abrasive. Don't you hate those kind of guys? Yes, I don't uh, like them at all. And it just feels like all they want to do is pick an argument with you, and you're just like, man, I'm just trying to have a conversation, right? Right. So something happened where he wasn't even like that anymore. He ended up being prom king. Damn. In your year, he That's is a good turnaround. Like, finer when you know you know you have break summer break, you come back yeah. senior year, he's even finer. He was more like one of the hottest guys in school, and he be, he was also you know the the like prom not prom king because it's a senior ball, but the king of that. Um, so it could happen. How was his personality? Was he still nice? He was well by senior year though he was nice, but now he was more cocky because now all the girls wanted to be with him. So it did affect, but that junior year when it, it was like one of those John Hughes movies, I swear to God, because everybody was like, oh my God. Um, mm. Funny thing is, is my friend, one of the three girls or whatever, uh, she ends up being his girlfriend. 
and went to him to the prom and everything. I was like, well, you you better go, girl. You better go. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it didn't happen. He did not have plastic surgery. He did not use steroids or anything like that. Right. This was this was in the early 90s. Just dedication. So, yeah. Yeah. You and, know, it's you know, funny. He should have like a company on helping people out, you know, doing that, like a, a makeover type show for men. I think what happens is when boys reach, my mom says it all the time, when boys reach a certain part of their life where a girl is interested in them, they do a complete 180. Like they change the way that they were as far as their hygiene, as far as their upkeeping, the way that they are talking, all of that changes the minute a girl likes them and shows interest. Um, so, I mean, I could see how that could happen, but for him to turn around and make all of these changes and become prom king and stuff, that's, he was dedicated, boy. Yeah. And, and to be prom king, you had to be voted as prom king by everybody. Yeah. So that means he had to have affected and and honestly, a lot of people when they when we saw him on the ballot, we were like, um, he deserves it because yeah. no one else on this list looked like the ugly duckling that he was like two years just ago. Sprouted out, and, yeah. You know, and it's just like everybody was like, automatically as far as prom king, this is the person that's going to get it. Um, right. And the fact that he was still nice. Mm-hmm. And you know, That's and he point. had changed from being so abrasive to now he was actually friendly and, and somebody you would want to like have a conversation with. Right. Um, I don't know what happened senior year. I think it was more like popularity or whatever. But yeah, because it can't be just because you're that good looking or whatever. Right. So when it comes to the fear of loss, right? Um, because we can easily segue this into self identity. Um. Uh-huh. There's a lot of different situations where you find yourself becoming somebody else, especially when you take a look at social media and women wanting their bodies to look like this celebrity's body or their face to look like this celebrity's face. It's almost like you get so tied up into wanting to be somebody else instead of yourself that you lose who you are and you don't rediscover that until something drastic happens like a heartbreak or um, a tragedy or someone really crushing your ego and your self-esteem. Um, so a fear of, of loss is very, very strong because it happens. You lose yourself, especially when you get into relationships, when I guess you can say you see that your partner is giving you more attention because you're acting like this particular person that they just love, or you're looking like this particular person that they just love. And um, that's crazy. crazy. I mean, but it happens. It happens. Like some people are so focused on wanting to please their partner that they'll go to the extreme measures and they will find every excuse in the book 
to justify why they're doing it. And and blatantly, some of them will just say, you're just a hater. Like, you're a hater. But they don't see yeah. the reality. Have you ever known anyone who has done something like that? Like, lost themselves in a relationship? In a relationship, yeah. But trying to look like a celebrity to keep their relationship, pretty much? No. I've never even heard of that because then that person doesn't love you. They really are infatuated and enamored with the celebrity. It has nothing to do with you. If you need to look like a celebrity that that the person you're interested in likes, I've never heard. I mean, I'm sure- No, you mixed the two. You mixed the both of them. I was saying some people want to look- (laughs) Some people want to look like celebrities. They want that stardom. That's how you have like, these people who look like doubles and they like, I don't know how many yeah. Drake doubles there are out there because yeah. they get the crowd. Yeah. The Drake I met wasn't Drake. I'm just joking. <laughs> like, they really, they have a lot of people out here that, that look like certain celebrities and they go along with it to the extent where their whole lifestyle, they changed their whole lifestyle. Like, could you oh, imagine you know if it was a Betty, another B, that B-74 out there? Well, I told you how yeah. I dated somebody. Yeah. That is, so So let me tell everybody the story right quick. So I break up with this guy that we have been together for a while or whatever. I had known him from, you know, all through school, all through grammar school and everything in Connecticut. We break up and then different people to make, long story short different people start coming up to me at different times i see them out at parties like wherever i would go it felt like at this point um he was going out with someone new and everybody is like yo this guy is dating like your twin the only difference is that she is a white girl like white girl with freckles and everything but you're Hispanic. And at the time, you know, I had dark hair and my hair was curly, you know, like the more natural Betty. So I was like, get out of here. You know, the first time, and I had even mentioned it to Drew, the first time I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. She looks like me. Ain't nobody look like me. Then person number two came, person number three came. One of the people that came actually knew me very well and was like, I went up to this girl and was like, Betty, and like pushed her and was like, Betty, you're not going to say hi to me? And the girl turned around like, excuse me or whatever. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So she tells me that's how much this girl is like your cologne. Um, So then I told Brie, I had my little moment where I was like, I'm so tired of hearing about this person. I found out where she worked. Um, at the time, we were all in high school, so this girl worked at a McDonald's. So I'm like, bet I'm going to go to the McDonald's, I'm going to get in the line, and I'm going to look her dead in her face and see if she really looks like me. Exactly. It was, I was like, holy shit, like giving her the money. Like, is it me giving me the money? <laughs> That's like, funny. she looked <laughs> exactly she had my hairstyle. She dressed like me. The only thing is, is that it was like a Caucasian Betty um, because she had freckles and I think she might have had light eyes. But like her face, her body, she was my height. She had, I, 
she nobody in my town since I was one of the few Hispanics and I was all into like the, the New York vibe. Nobody had my hair. Nobody dressed like me. Nobody was all into hip hop like me. Like all that. Apparently, this girl must have been because, or she must have seen me somewhere. I don't know, but she was. I'm sure she was loving all the attention. Right. Because all the people that came up to me that were driving driving me crazy about I saw your twin and all this and that. They all went up to her and were like, "Hey, Betty, how you doing?" So I know she must have loved that. Right. Titi said, I hope, yep. he, I hope he didn't call her Betty. Oh, I don't even remember what the real name was. Honestly. What's going on, Lyle? That is creepy. Creepy, yeah. creepy, creeperson right there. Like, like, who does that? I wouldn't, let me tell you something. I break up with a guy. I don't even want to see you on the street. Not for nothing. Love you from afar, bro, but I don't want to see you on the street. Like, let alone have the next person that comes into my life look exactly like you. What? Right. RG, RG said, but your clone smelled like fries. <laughs> That's right, RG. I'm RG, there's no one like me. I'm done. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And then when we <laughs> return, uh, we will pick up where we left off. We still have three more points as far as the fear of loss. So you guys... Keep it locked. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're commenting in the chat if you have questions, if you have, um, you know, personal experiences that you want to actually share. You can drop that in there and we will definitely pull it up. So, um, yeah, we'll like be right back. With the look. <laughs> I can't. You are tuned into the He Said What Network with your boy RG. I'm your guy, Alan M. Newman Jr. Well, Mike, with your girl, that's me. With your girl, Simply Bree. Keep it locked. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. The He Said What Network, where we are bridging the gap between Black and Latinx men and women. Check us out. I like I how like. I like how Mike said, check us out. Check us out. That was really cool. I went to editing and I needed definitely more color because I look like Casper the Ghost up in that. I'm done. Why you do was, I look like my you, lighting you, clone. you look like the clone, Betty. So Nothing. welcome back, you guys. Uh, if you are tuned in live, we appreciate your conversation. We appreciate your presence. Um, please make sure that you're sharing it with a friend who you feel could use the conversation, a little giggle every now and then. Um, if you are listening to this, because it, is, it does stream on all music platforms, we appreciate you doing the playback and hope that one day you will be able to catch us live every Thursday from 8.30 until 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am your girl, Simply Bree. And I am that B. <laughs> Um, and I have like a little slogan. Okay, okay, buddy. Has a slogan. Now. What's your slogan? Simply Bree and that be two women with amazing personality. What? Boom! Bars! 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 I had a mic because I dropped it, but. Mic drop. Bars! Boom! That's right, we're dropping water. 
<laughs> so um tonight we are talking about gotta pick this water up girl um, <laughs> to, <laughs> so you got carpet i got hardwood floors <laughs> Um, tonight we are talking about uh, the fear of loss. Yes, TT, mic drop. The fear of loss. Um, now, we did just talk about losing your self-identity, uh, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's the social media for the likes and the loves, um, or, you know, whether it's for just losing yourself, period, because you don't know who you are to begin with, because that happens a lot, too. Now... Nobody loves uh, losing their job. Um, have you ever lost a job and felt like it actually turned out better for you that you weren't working for that company or working for that person? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you want to hear about it? Or? <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I just wanted to know. Okay, moving along. <laughs> yeah, I have. I no, have. okay. And how did it? I've quit. I've quit more than I've been let go. Because I get like heated and then, you know, I finally get fed up and I know I'm a better employee than the way they're treating me. And I'll be like, yo, deuces. Um, but then after the fact, once I come down, I'm like, did I just put that job? <laughs> oh, hell no, what was I thinking? Right. Um, but more time will pass and I will realize actually it was the best decision. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I get another job and it ends up being a much better job, a much better opportunity, much better benefits. So in the long run, it is a better decision, Yeah. but it goes through like those mixed emotions in the beginning. Like what did I just do? Right. Um, I think it's tougher though. I, I'm not sure if, because I know people that are like, I've never been fired. I've been fired. Right. Um, so especially because I have this googling personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> so usually it hits me harder when I'm fired mm -hmm. because I feel I feel like it's it's never been something because of my performance. It's usually have it's usually because of my personality. Like they clash with my personality, mm -hmm. and you know, as you know, Bree, when you're a strong, uh, determined woman, mm -hmm. a lot of people try to manipulate situations or sabotage you for you not to get ahead, especially if they're intimidated by your personality. Right. And I've had bosses that are like in fear that I might go so far that I take over their position and they'll let me go. And Florida is an at will state. Yeah. So, so Georgia. Yeah. So they don't, as you know, they don't even have to tell you a reason. They could just be like, um, we no longer need you. That's Bye. it. Yeah. Uh, and that is, that sucks because you never know people's situation. Like, you don't know if they're taking care of elderly parents. You don't know if they're taking care of children. You don't know if this is their final straw. So for anybody right. to lose their job, it's like, it's the worst feeling ever. I lost a job. And I literally, the thing was that this is a slap in the face, right? When you know you're getting fired 
And they still trying to make it seem like, oh, you know, your productivity is good. You're doing you're doing an amazing job. And then the next morning they're like, hey, let's let's have a talk in the conference room. Not this one. The one over there by the front door. <laughs> you already know what it is. No, the one next to security. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go in there and there's other people in there. You're like, who the fuck is this? Like it's yeah. security. <laughs> No, security comes in behind you, stares at the door. <laughs> Looking at you like. <laughs> right. I remember when I had got let go. It was like, I could tell. I could tell the way that they had it all structured out. It was like, how do I get. Okay, first of all, it was funny. It wasn't funny, but it was funny. How did I get put on verbal warning? Before I went on a vacation, and when I came back from vacation, they put me on written and final warning. I was like, I wasn't even here. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. So so I knew. Sabotaging and manipulating situations. Yeah. And I knew at that time that they were going to let me go. So I started packing my stuff from my desk, took down pictures. I took down everything that would even look like I was comfortable. And I brought it home. And this was like a week before I actually got let go. So when they brought me into the office that morning, the next morning, I told my mom, I was like, Ma, I think I'm about to get fired today. When she brought me into the office, when she said, hey, let's have a meeting in the conference room to go over, you know, how you're doing. I knew. I started laughing. I started laughing because I knew you're not slick. You're not slick. I already know what you're doing. And I walked with her anyways. And then when she opened the door and I seen the HR rep in there, I laughed again. And I was like, why Why would you even bring me here? Like, you already knew what you You could just let me go. We ain't got to talk yeah. about it. There's no need to talk about it. Um, yeah. And then the part to me that sucked, because this is an at-will state, was the fact that when I said to the HR rep in there, how do I go from being on verbal warning to or written warning to whatever, however it goes, but from here to written to final to now I'm getting canned when I was on vacation? And she was like, wait, I'm sorry, say what? When HR says, I'm sorry, say what? You already know nothing makes sense. And yeah. at that point, there's nothing that they can do because it's at will. But it was just like, you know what? That's cool. Karma's going to come back to them. And um, those are the type of situations or environments that you don't want to be in because you don't want to have to constantly be looking over your shoulder, being micromanaged, um, anything, just being uncomfortable. Who put that laughing emoji up there? You take that laughing reaction down. Um, It's on Facebook. I know it wasn't my friend T. But no, it's, yeah, you, you really, you never know what people are going through. And that was actually the best, the best thing for me, honestly, because that was a stressful job. I, nobody yeah. knew what the hell they was doing. The training, they didn't know how to train. Yeah. So. Sometimes they're doing you the favor. So it sounds like it, that's what it is. 
They really are. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember I worked with this guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but sir, if you are watching, yo, yo, yo ass was funky. Um he used to he used to sit at his desk and he would scratch in between his legs, just scratching like his junk was itching. And no. and then he'd just go back to typing. Or he'd be sitting there, like you go to his his desk and you can see like dead skin on his keyboard. He would stand up in front of you and just start scratching. And he he was just nasty. Yeah. I I got in trouble. I got in trouble because I came in one day and he stunk so bad that I sprayed so much damn Lysol wow. that everybody was choking and and they called me into the office. And she was like, yeah, we have complaints that, you know, you sprayed a lot of Lysol. And I said, do you want to know why? Ask me why. Ask me. She said, why? I told her. I said, yeah, he stinks. She was like, oh. I said, I can tell him to come in here. You want me to tell him to come in here? She's like, no, that's okay. So yeah, she did me a favor. Mm -mm, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. So yeah, that's my story as far as loss of employment. So I think the worst part about it with the loss of employment is like you're saying, though, you never know somebody's situation. And a lot of times that's caused me to like fall behind on plans I've had in the future for the future and things like that. Yeah. Um, there's been times that I've quit a job and because of that I've I've taken out, you know, wiped out my four oh one K so I can, you know, pay my bills and, and I'm I'm always somebody that has a majority of my adult life not mm -hmm. lived at home with my parents. Right. So for me it was different than with other people I knew, especially in my twenties, because they could just quit or get fired or whatever. And it didn't really matter. They were going to college and everything and their parents were supporting them fully. Right. My situation was always different because I had to pay rent, light, phone, like everything. Yeah. Um, now it's internet and all that. So it becomes something where you sometimes think to yourself, these people that are doing these things and what I call that is like the setup. Yeah, You know, when they know they're going to let you go and they still make you go through like all these, you know, hoops and everything, thinking that, you know, if you make all this effort, you can still keep your job type situation. Right. And at the end, they put you in an office, they make you feel the way that they make you feel, knowing that maybe if they would have just reevaluated the situation, they might have put, they might be able to put you in a different position. Mm -hmm. They might be able just to put you, you know, like on a, on like a, a warning type situation or, you know, just reevaluate re letting the person go because you don't know, they might be living check to check and yeah. it could be now they have to be homeless. Thank yeah. God I've never had to be homeless like that. Um, but yeah. that's always been like one of my worries. And I think because of that, a lot of adults end up staying in situations or a work environment that are so not conducive to a healthy state of mind. Yeah. Um, and that's why you end up seeing all these people flipping out of their jobs. So, right. Um, yeah. You, you don't know, what are you going to do? Right. You don't know what's going on. RG yeah. said, call me at the crib. Don't make me come to work just to tell me I don't work there. Right. Right. 
You want me wasting right. gas? Yeah, yes. Early for to, to, to my to hair. Me. And then they're gonna let you go at the end of the day. Or lunchtime. No. Or what I like, or what I think is funny, I have that I like it, um, is when they tell you like in the morning and they're like, you know, but you could finish the rest of the day. Each and every time I have been like, let me tell you something. <laughs> I am ready. Betty is not staying another second because you just let me go. Right. What is this, like volunteering? Like, no, I got things to do. Bitch, I got the whole, and then, listen, don't let me get through the whole week. And you knew you was going to let me go on Monday. You let me work until Friday? Right. Yeah. So loss of relationships. Okay, so when a relationship fails... And you guys just don't see eye to eye. It's not a healthy fit. And you have to split. I feel like it causes sometimes a traumatic, it can be a traumatic experience for you. Um, Because especially depending on how long you were in that relationship, you have basically bonded with someone. Those soul ties are serious. and. I ain't gonna lie. You, you may look at it like I done wasted all this time with you when I could have been with somebody that I know who wanted me. Like, so when it comes to the loss of relationships, what kind of effect do you feel, Betty? Um, it could have on someone, positive and it can it have a positive effect? I think it can. If you think about it in terms of you have to go through certain situations for life to prepare you for maybe the next relationship that's actually more beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it could in that way. And it also could if you're in an abusive, toxic situation where now you're out, you're finally out, and you can now start healing and bettering your life. I think it could definitely help in those cases. I do not deal with loss well. Mm -hmm. I don't deal with the loss of a friendship of somebody I've really, really, you know, been vulnerable with. Mm -hmm. And that goes for the loss of a relationship. You know, I express myself freely on this platform of how my situation was in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And with all that said, I used to love my husband to death. I would have done anything for this man. So when I started seeing that everything was unraveling and that I was going to need to leave, I was, that broke me as a woman, as an adult, as a person that was so devoted to somebody that completely broke me and it took a lot for me to pick myself up and Mm -hmm. wipe myself off and be like nah you know it's just not meant to be with that person but did it have an effect on me definitely um in my relationship before him i was in a serious relationship too i don't i don't really date around Mm-hmm. It just happens to be that once I do find somebody that I'm into, it's usually someone that I last for quite a few years with. And mm-hmm. in that relationship, that person drank too much. 
So I felt like for my sanity, I needed to, and he would do a lot of things where, especially once he was under the influence, he was just a different person. So I came to terms with the fact that if you want to make sure that you last as an adult to a particular age, you're going to have to separate from this person. And right. that to make that decision, that broke me too. But right. each and every time I have learned, man, Betty, it takes a lot to break you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. every time you think, and I say, wow, that broke me. I think to myself, but did it? Right. It, it, it Still to this day, when I think of those relationships, I think to myself, man, I was so loving with that person. I was so vulnerable. I was so kind. I was there for them through thick and thin. Thick and thin. And then I went through all this that I had to go through that was negative. I, as a person, the type of person that I am, didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. So it's something where it starts making you aware that maybe what it was is that you're being prepared maybe for the relationship you really should be in right. or, or something farther along the line in life. And I wouldn't give up either one of the relationships because they taught me a lot. They taught me what I do not want in the relationship. They taught me what I am, like, what are my limits? Um, Your boundaries. My boundaries. Yeah. They taught me that as beautiful as the sound of unconditional love might sound, I'm sorry, I do have conditions because there's certain things that make me love myself that no matter how much I love someone else, if it's between me and my well-being, my sanity, things that are good for me, knowing that I'm such a good person, there's no way that I'm going to choose you over me just because you want to be this manipulative manipulative person mm-hmm. so because I, I still don't understand why they were they where they were in their relationships um so i'm sure they had their reasons or maybe they had their past traumas or whatever but my point is for me it was a better decision to leave and if i didn't have those experiences Maybe I wouldn't be ready for my Prince Charming I'm going to marry in the future. As long, okay, he gonna look like that guy that she be um, googly over. Oh. You would just, you would just faint. I'd be like, girl, get no, off. No. Get oh, off. saying he's just gonna look like that guy. Yeah. Girl, I don't know. Could you have? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say, could you have such a, could you be in the situation of Stephen Curry's? Oh, I wasn't talking about Stephen Curry. I was talking about the other one that you like. No, I know, but I'm saying he's that attractive. He's that popular. He makes money. He's funny. I think one of the things I sent you is I was like, Brie, look how funny he is. (laughs) He's so funny. He's so nice. I mean, every time you were still like, okay. Right. Like, I mean, for me. But I'm just pointing out, look how, like, charismatic. Like, for me, it's all about charisma, too. Oh, my God. A guy with charisma. I love it. 
Um, but the same way I see this, I'm sure a lot of other women see it too. Yeah. So it's something that you have to contemplate when you already know, like I'm sure this wife did, mm -hmm. um, when you already know that your man is going to get all this attention, can you handle him getting all this attention? I can, as long as he's respectful right, and he's faithful. Um, and I know I can because I've had people tell me, no, in those situations, they're never going to be faithful. They're never going to be respectful. But if I can be, mm -hmm. and I don't consider myself an unattractive woman, mm -hmm. I we've talked in other podcasts where we'll go out with men and we get attention. And it takes a particular kind of man to be with us because of that attention that we get. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So it takes, I think, a particular type of woman to be with a man that gets a lot of attention. But I'm not even going to put myself through that if it's something where you're going to be disrespectful or out in these streets, like, all crazy, acting up and <laughs> just, you know, making people question, thing. like, but if we were Betty? So. I am. Um... Uh, See, I look at it like, I mean, because I've dated some very attractive men before. And yeah, they're attractive, but okay, what else do you have to offer? Like, how is your personality? Like, because guess what? Huh? You mean a dum-dum? Not even a dum-dum. I don't mess with dum-dums. I'm just saying, like, you look good, but you are an asshole to people. Oh. That is a world of a difference. You look good, but, you know, but you're a narcissist. That's a that, world of a difference. You're just that makes, me, that makes me want to be not a nice Betty. Yes. So right? exactly. Like I, I don't I don't deal with people regardless of how you look. I don't deal with people who are nasty and then you're nasty unnecessarily. You're nasty just because you feel like you can. No, that right. don't work for me. Um, and I don't, I don't deal well with guys who drink like alcoholics. I don't do well with those because the thing is I'm the nicest person in the world, but when you're drunk or intoxicated and you get beside yourself, <sighs> I'm nice, yeah. but I'm not nice. And right. I don't want to have to put my hands on you. So it has happened before where I've had to put the my hands on a guy that I was in a relationship with. And it wasn't, I'm lying. I was about to say it wasn't a good feeling. It made me feel so good shaking the hell out of him. But, um, you know, it just, you make me act out of character. You make me become somebody who I'm not. Yeah. I don't care how you look. Like you can go be somebody else's headache. That's just what it is. Um, so yeah, so that that in in relationships and losing relationships, um, we all go through it, right? Nobody except for RG is with the same person that they met when they was in high school. Okay. Just okay. RG. Oh. Um <laughs> So, um, the last one, and uh, we'll have to do this one very quickly because we have like four minutes left, is okay. 
the loss of family and loved ones. And when I say the loss of family and loved ones, it's not always death. It's your relationship with them. It's you not seeing eye to eye or they have certain behaviors that you don't condone and you don't want to associate yourself with. Sorry, it's a family member, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's a variation of loss when we say that. Um, is there or has there ever been a relationship that you could reconcile with when it came to a family member? Have I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've even, I mean, I'm 47, so there's no way I think that I could be the age that I am and have not had falling outs with different people in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, thank God I've always reconciled with them, but there are certain people in my family that once certain damages are done, it's just not something you could go back to square one type situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and once I feel that you are the type of personality that likes to just drain me of my energy for your mm -hmm. own benefit, um, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep you in my life because I value you as a family member, but mm -hmm. I'm going to keep you this far, this far, this far. <laughs> um, you're always going to be at bay because if I let you in, I've already done it often enough where the person that ends up hurt is myself, not you. Right. Um, I still want to maintain you in my life. So um, and I've also had the loss of family and loved ones. My mm -hmm. ex-boyfriend committed suicide and my dad passed away in April 2019. And both I did not deal with well. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend in my early 20s that he overdosed at a party one time on this stuff called GHB. Mm -hmm. um, and even then, I didn't take that loss well. And he was... He was a friend, but not somebody I hung out with that often, but often enough where within that week that he passed, I had actually hung out with him, his girlfriend, and a couple other girls. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's never something, and I've always felt, you know, between my 20s and then my 40s, when the other losses I experienced happened, I, you would think you would kind of develop some type of thicker skin, but no, nope, each and every time. It just hits you like a Mack truck. Um, and at least for me, I'm not one of those people that can separate myself and my depression mm -hmm. from the heartache that I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes a lot of what most people would call meditation, um, a lot of being on your own, a lot of searching for yourself and and, you know, thinking of these people and how they wouldn't want to see you the way that you are feeling right now. And, um, but do I deal well with it? No. And is it a fear of mine, especially now that I've lost more people? Yes. I fear that every day. I tell many people that I know that I don't talk to that often when I do speak to them. I definitely tell them I love them more. I definitely tell them how I feel more. I definitely try to maintain my friendships. Um, there's people sometimes that 
they're used to pushing you away more. I'm mm-hmm. getting better at not receiving that as, you know, you're rejecting me, but seeing that maybe this person is going through something or maybe they have a problem with trusting people. Um, so, and now I'm better at telling the person, look, I'm not going to just let you push me away. I'm definitely going to still stay around, take the time that you need to, you know, think about stuff and you'll see that I'm correct. And in the long run, you know, we can maintain our friendship because before, when I was younger, Brie, I would react differently. I would feel like you're just rejecting me. And then all of a sudden we just, we're not going to talk no more because you don't want to talk to me. Well, then screw you. Mm -hmm. Um, Years later, things would happen or I would find out the person passed or they got sick or something. And you honestly feel like, man, if I were to do things again, I wouldn't be as petty as I was because of my ego or whatever. I would actually at least want to maintain them in my life where when you see them, you could say what's up and still be friendly, you know, granted Mm -hmm. that they didn't do anything horrible to you. But, um, but yeah, as far as fear of it. Yeah. I fear, I fear getting to a particular age or tomorrow coming and you're no longer speaking to somebody that maybe you could have made amends with. And then next thing you know, you don't have that opportunity mm-hmm. to hmm. say bye or yeah, or you don't have the opportunity to adjust at least find that peace that if something were to happen, you know, let's say you make amends, something happens after that. It's a different feeling to know that it's somebody that passed in my experience that you don't have beef with, or you don't have, you know, like things that you still need to discuss. Um, I can't, I can't come to the thought of what it is you call that right now, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, like when you want to make sure that everything is like you have closure type situation. Right. Um, so because of that, you want to make sure at least that the, you know, that you're cool with people. I'm, and I'm at that age now. I want everything to be kumbaya. I don't want no problems. I don't want nobody arguing. I want to know that if I hear in the future something's happened to you, that it's not on my heart, that I wouldn't be able to come to you and be like, man, you know, my bad. We're cool, don't worry about it. I never took that that seriously. Because if you think about it, a lot of the situations that ends up happening, there's this thing going around online. I don't know if you've seen it, where you might have posted it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who posted it. But somebody posted it in the story where they were like, if it's something that is not going to be worrying you in five years, then don't even worry about it for five minutes. So. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because if you think about it, a lot of the issues you have in certain relationships might be over stuff that isn't necessarily petty, but it isn't anything that's ending your world either, Mm -hmm. right? And you might no longer talk to this person. And next thing you know, Brie, in five years, you find out, and this has happened, there was a girl I used to work with, which I had no idea, Brie, where she had breast cancer when I was working with her and everything. And after I left my last job, like six months later, another coworker calls me and it was like, oh, 
did you know that she passed? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way. And it was actually somebody that we did things outside of the office often enough to where I thought to myself, oh, I thought to myself, that's horrible. I would never want her to have left, but at least I know it's somebody that if she's in heaven or if I'm thinking about her or whatever, that it's somebody that I never had any issues with. She was such a good heart. You know, it's somebody that I know I can rest peacefully to know that I don't have anything that I need to fix or tell that person. That kind of changes your train of thought about stuff. I don't know, Mm -hmm. especially about loss. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's loss, experience and loss, um, is definitely a, a life changer. Um, you know, and then depending on how close you are to the person that passed, that will have its own effect on you. Um, I think how, however you handle loss in general is going to determine the way that you look at relationships. So for me, um, when it comes to a loss of family and loved ones, I have lost um, quite a few family members um, that I was really, really close with. My grandmother, my uncle, people, cousins, people like that. And um, I think initially when it happens, yes, you are in a world of mixed emotions. Um, but I'm, I, it doesn't really stick. Like I don't, I don't fall into like a dark space and, you know, continue to be out of control, I guess you can say it, or not have control over my feelings and my thoughts and my actions. Um, so for me, um, I know I don't want to lose family members. I don't want to lose friends, but I've come to the realization that it's part of life. It happens. It's going to happen to everybody. So if anything, what's more important than focusing on the fact that, okay, you just lost someone who is near and dear to you is, Hey, I need to make memories with the people that are here now. Um, that's what I need to focus on. That's what I need to do differently. Um, figure out what it is that I didn't do with the person that passed and make it up with the people that are here. So that's just my, my outlook on death and losing family members and and friends and people that are close to me. Now, when it comes to friends and we're not talking about death, we're talking about the loss of a friendship. That's a little different for me um, because for me, um, I'm not going to, this is going to sound so bad. So let me just put this disclaimer out there right now. You know? um, I go ahead, girl. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there. Um, I have come to realize that I am a very, rational thinker. I am a very technical person. Um, so for me, when it comes to loss of friendships, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be hurt at first. I'm going to be confused. I'm going to be trying to figure out why, um, you know, this person isn't talking to me anymore. That's probably going to last me like a good 
week, if even that, and then I'm over it. Because for me, I know the type, the type of friend that I am when it comes to women. I don't really do friendships with guys like that. I don't really do friendships with guys too much. So when it comes to women, um, if I call you my friend, you are already more than my friend. You're more like my sister because I don't really have friends. So I treat you like family, okay? Um, I open up to you and I listen to you and I support you and I go to bat for you. So if something happens and I'm not clear on why the friendship um, fizzled out, then, and I, I try to be as, as communicative as possible with friendships, but if it's not me, I'm not about to wreck my brain trying to figure out what the hell's going on in your head. Because at the end of the day, we are grown. Okay. Just like I can come to someone, someone can come to me. Especially if, like I said, I don't do friendships, I do sisterhood. So, especially if I see you as a sister, you can come to me as well. I'm not going to, I, sorry, not sorry. I'm not going to overexert myself because if you value my friendship, if you value me being in your life just as much as I value me being in your life, and you're the one to remove yourself, that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. Something is going on with you to the point where you now can't talk to me as a sister. So... I'm not about to chase after somebody who doesn't want to talk. So when you're ready to talk, we can talk. Um, and that's just that. Um, I have lost long friendships with, with some good people due to toxic behavior. I don't like toxic behavior. I don't like a lot of negative stuff. So I am not that friend who is going to sit here and watch you self-destruct. I am going to be as supportive as possible and try to provide you with resources and things to help get you out of this rut. But if I feel like you enjoy being in that rut, you can have that rut. Because at the end of the day, the energy that you put out into the universe is what you're going to get. And if I'm like this with you, guess who else is getting that energy? I am. We're not doing that. So for me, um, like I said, I look at my friendships more so like sisterhoods. So if for whatever reason it fizzles out, then maybe it has run its course. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's just me um, because I do value, I do value those type of relationships. And I, I definitely try for it not to be on my end why something would fizzle. Um, and I would only hope that the other party is open enough and understands me and how I am and my personality enough to come to me and talk about, but I'm not going to chase. Um, so this is the extended version of Simply Bree and...
That B. Oh, you remember this? Mm -hmm. Ah, shit. <laughs> I caught my eye. Um, this, <clears throat> okay, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up tonight's um, discussion on the fear of loss. Hopefully you guys um, have gotten some information and it's something that you can take to the bank and cash it. Next week, we are talking about appreciating genuine friendships, which goes hand in hand with the period. So make sure that you guys tune in. Um, Betty, if you want to let the great people know how they can follow you and what you got going on, ma'am, the floor is yours. Thank you. So you can follow me on Instagram at that underscore B74. Um, and I do have this other show but I don't have any episodes coming up anytime soon. Um, I'm taking it day by day. Uh, but that's called, you know, Spotlight with that B. And you can log into my page to check out previous interviews or chats with people. And I guess wait for me to post on the next one. And then otherwise, you can find me here on Thursdays, 8.30 to 9.30. Um, at Simply Bree and That Be. Whoop, whoop. That's it. All That's right. all I got. Going. That's all I got. <laughs> all okay. right. I am your girl, Simply Bree. I thank you guys so much for checking in with us and rocking with us. We appreciate the comments, the feedback, and the subscriptions. Please make sure that you are continuously subscribing to the network if this is your first time watching. Um, if you are listening, we appreciate if you followed whatever platform it is that you are listening to us on, whether that is Spotify, Spotify videos, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you name it, we are on there. So please make sure that you're following us on that platform and then coming over to the dark side, YouTube, and subscribe to our YouTube channel here where you will catch Simply Bree and that B. Uh, every Thursday from 8.30 until 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Sundays, we have Let's Connect With That. Um, Let's Connect With That. Let's Connect With P's Intuition. <laughs> and that starts at 11.30 a.m. until 12. You can sign up for your own live reading on the show by going to he said what network.com. Um, on Mondays, we have Simply Sports with RG as well as one Mike. I tend to come in there every now and then. Uh, I just want to make sure that they're not running around with scissors. So that show starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They talk about sports. Um, they rag the Detroit Lions. And then, of course, every Monday there is a set topic for discussion. So make sure you like it in on Mondays, Tuesdays. Can't forget about Tuesdays. It's He Said What with your girl Simply Bree. I am interviewing one male. I am asking him questions about what's going on in the Black community and what we can do to heal it in order to have healthier relationships. 8 p.m., you figured it out. You're so smart. And then Wednesdays is the sister show, which is She Said What, and that's with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Show starts at 8 p.m. as well. Same concept as He Said What, but it's women. Um, and then we're back here. Now, 
I also wanted to mention, um, if you tuned in last night for Black Mars and Venus, thank you so much for all the guests that was a part of that. It went, it was just amazing. Okay. And it is actually something that we will be doing every month. So once a month, um, it will alternate between Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and it's going to be the third week of each month. So the next one is going to be on March the 15th, which is a Tuesday. So make sure that you are locked in and, uh, you know, you have your questions ready for whatever it is that we're talking about. Um, lastly, I do want to mention, as I stated, he said what network.com has a lot of information for you in regards to our network. We are now offering um, promotion packages. So if you have um, a podcast, if you have a service, a business, a product that you are interested in promoting, then guess what? You have five shows that you can promote it on. And we also have our website that we will be advertising your logo on and your business information. So for more information on that, please send a email to info at he said what network.com so that we can give you the proper pricing and get you started for the month. With that being said, I am done, but make sure you follow us on he said what network on Instagram. And my Instagram is underscore simply Brie underscore. So that's S I M P L E E B R E E. And with that, we are getting ready to roll out, doll. Betty, are you ready? Look at that, yes. Betty. Are you ready? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm done. I am. I'm done. Okay. All right, you guys. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you for checking in, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace and love, everyone.